Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 271. And away we go. What is up, everyone? It is me, your favorite actor, the Hollywood assassin, Mark Schwann, taking over for Michael J. Putty for the second week in a row. He is not canceled yet, but if he misses the third one, I have to say it. I think it's going to be official. I will be the new host going forward. Michael J. Putty, I hope you're listening, man. I hope you're listening. The ratings have been up. Everyone's been talking about the Schwann and only here. But, uh... You know, I'm going to give you some love, man. I, I, I Hopefully, this will entice you to come back because uh, I don't like editing. So, here's for you, putty. This is how much I love you. I brought on the governor. I brought on the guiding light, AJ Pan. AJ, thank you for, you know, agreeing to come on to the show, putting away our differences to decide and coming on here and joining me. How are you doing today? Not doing too bad. It's always fun to come on and uh, join you guys. Uh, I, I saw, I think he's still saying, I think Putty's still doing some karaoke out in uh, Atlantic City. <laughs> he, he may be. He may be. He, he, sang, he sang the same song two nights in a row, and it's been stuck in my head. I'm not a country guy by any means, but he was singing a lot of Garth Brooks. And uh, Really? That's a surprise. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it, it's still stuck in my head. It's annoying. I would I would talk about AC, but you know I'm waiting for Mike J. Putty to come back on here so we can talk more about it. Because my God, dude, I am suffering today. Kind of like the last time I hung out with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that was the night. That, uh, yeah, I heard you got lost. Uh, you didn't, you didn't make it home till God knows when. <laughs> you had no phone. <laughs> That's what happens when you nate with AJ Pan. It's not cut out for everybody. You, you know what? You know what stood out to me a lot is the fact that you, when, when I met up with you, you said a couple of times talking about Team Tuesday. It's going to be a Team Tuesday. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't expect it to turn into that night. <laughs> I I didn't get home till like what four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> no, I think it was late. No, we went to the other bar at like three thirty. No, I well, no, no, no. I uh, yeah, you I, went I, with I, me. I only know because of the email I got about Uber getting back home at four o'clock in the morning. I lost my phone. You went with me to the other bar. We went I to did. the library bar with the, with the two. Yeah, I did. I did go with you. And that to, was like three uh, thirty. I don't know. I know it was after three. I don't think I was there long. I think I was there for like a drink. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. I was there for a drink, and I left. I, I. I Normally don't take an Uber that late, but uh, I normally don't stay in the city that late because I live in Westchester. There's the last train out. I forgot rookie mistake because of the fact <laughs> that I haven't been in New York City partying since before COVID, so which was a whole other lifetime ago. <laughs> and I stupidly lost my phone in an Uber. Took me forever to get one back. They never think, dude. I still haven't heard back from Uber about it. That's su- that's surprising because 
the one or two times I've lost something, I they were pretty, pretty diligent about it. Yeah, no, not me. I it was very unlucky. That night was very, very costly, I have to say, <laughs> for a tame Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, next time we won't say it's tame Tuesday. No, 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 no. You know, I, I, I you ever have these nights, AJ, when you go out and you're saying, Yeah, hey, you know what? It's gonna be a nice team night. I'm gonna have like maybe like one or two drinks and wants to be like the rowdiest night of your life. And, and then all contrary to that. When you say, I'm going to tear it up tonight, I'm going to get after it, and like nothing happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always famous last words. <laughs> right? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've tried to stop saying it'll be a tame night, but I thought, really thought it was going to be. <laughs> I did not plan it to turn into that. I don't even know how that happened. It just things just unraveled so fast. Yeah. And that's what it's like, ladies and gentlemen, a night with AJ Pan. You know, once in a while, I know in the indie world, we don't get along. You know, we, we have rival, we have rival groups, but, you know, off, off the, you know, the wrestling subjects and everything like that, you know, we could get along pretty well, but, you know, like, it's just, uh, you know, we have conflict of interest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, that, that, that's, that's a fair statement. <laughs> <laughs> I do like you. I do respect you. You know, I, sometimes I just want to, you know, wring your neck, especially when you do the, like the whole guiding light shit. Likewise, likewise. When I see your smug face and you, you want to be your favorite Hollywood, you know. I want to be. My stick. I want to smack you right across the face. Oh, here we go. I'm not stealing <laughs> anything. You're, you're yeah. America's favorite agent, right? Right. right. That, that, that's we. Well, that, that used to be a thing. Is that still a thing? No, right. It gets your, your guiding light. I am your guiding light, but that is part of the, uh, the, uh, that is part of the Holy Trinity. In the name of the agent, the governor, your guiding light. So it's all wrapped into. Talk to me a little bit about. Uh, you hosted SummerSlam. That, I wish you would. That was a fun night, actually. That was a really fun night uh, hosting it with uh, Putty, uh, Green Man, and Jimmy J. It was a good time. Uh, and Vince was, Russo, uh, apparently. Yes, yes, yes. My good friend Vince Russo. He is the now the the uh, the watch party GM, virtual GM. So we'll see what that has in store for the future watch parties. Uh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, first first watch party back with the Shadow Wrestling since COVID. Great to see a good turnout. About 40 people came out to watch SummerSlam with us. It was a really good time. Uh, played some beer pong with the uh, bull, uh, Boulevard Bullies. Now, I heard about your beer pong skills. I, I heard you were pretty good. Was it? Yeah, it made us in the second round. I surprised myself, actually. So, yeah, it was, I thought I was going to be out in the first round. So I, I am damn disappointed I wasn't there for that, man, because I would have swept you, my man, if I was there. <laughs> Hollywood I beer pong? I, I, I surprise myself when I go out because I'm not the biggest bar sports person i just want to go drink but whenever i play these games in the clutch i end up scoring a couple of hail marys i was like what the like what the hell are you fucking uh, are you trying to rip us are you next time next time man hollywood is gonna go one-on-one with your guiding light we may put some we may we may put something online for this but we might have to yeah we gotta do one-on-one beer pong at the next watch party i am psyched for that my man I, I understand you you baptize some people. What is this? What are you doing? Some people came up, they wanted some blessings from your guiding light, and I have I have to I have to help out the congregation. What they need me. AJ, what happened to you, man? Like so, like, you know, you know, we had our beef at TCW. I know I said some things. And, you know, I mean it out of love, the things that I said about you, because I've always respected you. I, I you're someone I actually I go to for advice or I've gone to for advice. Uh you know, I still view myself as a rookie, but you know, when I first started off in the wrestling world and 
you know, I, I have a lot of respect for you, but you know, you're doing some like weird stuff right now, the whole baptizing people. You don't really believe in this shit, do you? Like, you, did you did something happen during COVID? Did you did something snap in you? Like, what, what happened? Who hurt you? COVID was a tough period for everybody, and I was going down a dark path during that time. And something I could I decided: do I continue down that path, or do I try to enlighten everybody else along with myself and find the light? which I realized I had inside of me. I always had a light inside of me when I was leading everybody as the agent. But, so, I couldn't, but I was being selfish and I saw a lot of people that I worked with were using it to their own benefit and would forget about me. So I needed to spread it to a wider audience. So I'm reading between the lines. I, I learned this, you know, going from a master's in journalism. Uh, basically what you're saying to me is there's a dog outside your window uh, and you're hearing voice in your head telling you to do this. Got it understand it that's all you had to say to me aj but you know i could talk to you all day about all the indie stuff and all the beef that we have but you know this is a wrestling podcast where they want to hear about what's going on in wwe aw there's a lot going on here so we're going to get after it into the news it's time for in the news with michael j putty and mark schwab all right, AJ. So to start off, I'm going to start off with some real heavy news. Uh, you know, you talked about mental health before. Very important subject. Daphne passed away this past week. You know, I, I hate to say that the fact that she, t- she did take her own life. It was suicide. You know, guys, guys, girls, you listen to the show. Mental health, it is a real thing. I, I know people scoff at it. I know some people don't take it as seriously. But especially, you know, I personally could tell you from my own firsthand experiences, as a younger kid, uh, someone that has had a friend kill himself as well, uh, and just going through my own issues during COVID, AJ, you can attest to that. If Whatever you're going through, there is someone that you can talk to. Whether you don't necessarily feel it's comfortable with a friend or a family member, there are professional people out there. There's suicide hotlines that you can talk to. There's someone out there. And vice versa, if, if you see someone going through something, reach out doesn't take much to text someone to say, hey, how are you doing? How are you holding up? But with that being said, my condolences out to her, to her friends and family. That is a, a shitty thing that has happened. Hit me hard when I heard the news. But then, you know, I, I was scrolling through Twitter about this, right, AJ? And, you know, Carl Anderson made a lot of waves uh, from Impact uh, and doing some stuff at AEW as well. He made an inappropriate jab at WWE on Twitter. Uh, WWE... You know, we're talking about with the, the mental health services that they offer their employees. Carl Anderson is something along the lines of that, that they suck, right? Pretty inappropriate. Probably not the best of timing here. AJ, you know, I talked to you because out of respect because of the fact of like you're in, you've been in the industry for so long. You're the governor of BCW. You, you have backstage positions in wrestling. So I want to hear your opinion about this. You know, do wrestlers get a little carried away sometimes in their social media and isn't there some sort of etiquette, especially in the stage of AEW impact and WWE with, you know, with all the resources they have, isn't there some sort of like, you know, classes that they go through or to, so they, they don't have to be trending like this in, a, in such a bad way? I mean, there, there definitely should be. I mean, yeah, that was, it was very classless. It was a ridiculous remark to make. Uh, I get they try to be edgy and so cool, but that wasn't the time, especially. I mean, nobody deserves it, but, you know, Daphne was so universally loved as it showed. Uh, yeah, it was just stupid. Social media is 
the best of things and it's the worst of things. It's the worst of things because it gives too many people a voice and they can just say whatever they want when they shouldn't. And yeah, that was, that was just horrible. Uh, yesterday was a really bad day for a ton of people. Uh, I had the pleasure, you know, but I, I knew I knew Daphne. I wasn't, you know, we're Did best you? friends or anything. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've, I've been, I, been a big fan of her since, you know, she started in WCW. I had a huge crush on her and I got to meet her way back when she was, couldn't have been sweeter and always remained that through the years. I would always bump into her or correspond with her through with her Facebook or conventions. She was always such a sweetheart. One of the nicest people, always so humble. Uh, yeah, now wrestling always sucks to hear about a wrestling death, but that one following it since the night before, uh, it, 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 like, it hit me really hard yesterday. I was like, really, like, if I wasn't at work, I was like on the verge of tears. Oh, man. Uh, Sorry, AJ. She was, yeah, she was such an amazing person. And like you said earlier, you know, it, it's tough battling depression, mental health. Uh, it's, it is a real thing. And this might get me some heat. But yeah, a lot of, I think too many, the problem is, again, with Twitter, too many people use mental health issues as kind of for clout when they don't understand it. Got it. Okay. It's yeah. It's right. And you know, sometimes it annoyed because I, I'll admit to like me and me uh, back a uh, couple of years ago, I really, cause once you, if you don't go through it, it's tough to understand mm-hmm. what depression entails. You just think, Oh, depressed. So fucking go outside, go cheer up, go. It is not that simple. When my mom passed, I've been battling depression and mental health issues since uh, for the past five years. So I get, I have been in dark places at times. I thank Thank goodness I've never been that bad, but I've been at points where I did not want to continue on on this earth anymore. So it can hit you at times and it's a very hard struggle to get through. So yeah, I I can't even imagine the dark place she was in. And I, from what I've seen, you know, everybody was trying to reach out to her during that. Right, and I, I saw some tweets. I, one of the first tweets I saw about it was Mick Foley you know, seeing that, you know, he's been trying to reach out. He's, he's, he's actually imploring people to reach out to her because he couldn't get hold of her. He was one of the first people I thought of when I heard the news that she passed away. I was like, oh my God, I can only imagine what he must feel like. That, that's, yeah. that's oh, heartbreaking, man. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. And so, and from what I heard too, like you could hear the cell phone ringing during the, uh, her stream when she was doing it. So did you watch it? it did, did you watch the stream? I, I maybe for like 15, 20 seconds and I couldn't. I was, yeah. I was ready to give me like anxiety. I couldn't and I had to turn it off. And I just every half hour would go on Twitter to see if there was any updates. And right. I, I couldn't bring myself to watch it. Like at that point, the news didn't break out that, that she passed away yet. But, you know, obviously, from what I heard, this is a desperate cry for help. Uh, she definitely needs someone. I'm, I'm glad. Uh, I'm, I'm glad this is it was what you talk about with social media being a good thing and bad thing. Social media was a good thing in that moment where because of that, you know, people did call authorities. You know, she, if yes. she was by herself, I, I know it was unfortunately too late, but, you know, if she was by herself and she didn't do what she did there, like, Lord knows how many days later would have found out. Yeah. You know, the bad thing is like, don't go into Carl Anderson, you know, not doing the brightest thing in the world there. Yeah, it's and it's, this is me. You know, I I have a social media company, local media, where you know I do social media work for small businesses and local brands. And I will be the first to admit, yes, you're right. It's a double edged sword in social media. But you know, if 
if people are educated about it, if people know how to do it properly, and one would imagine, especially, I, I think NFL does it ha- does have something like this with their players, where they teach them some sort of etiquette and how to manage social media pages, whatnot. You know, you have to think like these wrestling promotions, they, they need to have a talk with their talent, saying, hey, this would do, this would not do, yada, yada. And not necessarily micromanage them, but like, hey, you're an employee, you represent us. Because that was an knucklehead move on his part. Bad timing. You know, we were all grieving here as fans, as wrestling community, because wrestling community, it's a special community of, you know, as our loyal listeners would know, <laughs> you know, we're very tight knit, you know, we're very passionate people. We're a bunch of outcasts, if you will, in our own way. And yeah, I mean, that, that, that was just uncalled for. We're all grieving that moment of someone that's beloved by everyone seems like in the wrestling community uh, with Daphne and, you know, rest in peace. I, I, I don't know where I'm to go on from there, but um, there's plenty of stuff to cover. AJ, do you have anything you want to say before we move on? Yeah, no, you know, it's just a really sad day. I hope she can see from wherever she is now that she was definitely loved and cared for with so much outreach from, like you said, people like McFoley, Mufisto, uh, ACR. Every, she was universally loved in the industry, and I'm sure by her close friends and family. Sad day. She was a trailblazer, uh, way ahead of her time. She made it cool for the for the outcast, like the outcast, the geeks, the nerds to have a place in wrestling. So Shannon, rest in peace. We'll miss you. We love you. Absolutely. And to those that don't believe that mental health is a real thing, please, I guarantee you, you 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 know someone that's depressed. You know someone that's going through something. You may even know someone that is on the verge of suicide or may have killed themselves. To say that mental health is not a real thing, and I've heard this from people before, and it completely boggles my mind. You need to take a long, long, hard look at yourself in the mirror and practice some empathy, if you will. I'll just say that. Yeah, and re- reach out if you're dealing with something. Reach out. Don't feel you're alone. I know it gets tough and you can't feel that way, but when you get to that place, try your hardest. Reach out. There is somebody there for you. Friend, family, somebody online that you might be an acquaintance of somebody's there is a voice so absolutely you know yeah. absolutely we we all go through certain stuff in our life but uh, if you're going through something right whatever that is i guarantee you there's someone else out there that went through something similar so there is someone that you can share that that pain with moving on so charlotte flair and Nia Jax, they had a match on monday night raw <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw AJ. There were some awkward spots in there. I was looking at this. Oh, this is not like a typical Charlotte Flair match. It looked like they were really getting at it at one point. You know, some vicious shots in there, for, especially from Nia Jax. You see like the looks in their faces. It was very weird. It's now been confirmed by WWE producer Devon Dudley that, yes, they did come to blows for real in the ring there. But it seems like this is going to be an ongoing program. It's being advertised Charlotte Flair versus Nia Jax rematch Monday Night Raw. Uh, especially after Nia Jax got the win clean. Do you see this, uh, again, going to your expertise here, do you see this something that could be a problem? Do you think it's something that they would resolve? And, you know, Nia Jax, you hear a lot of, this is not the first time you hear something about her. Yes. And, you know, she, she, does, she definitely has a bloodline, if you will. How does that get managed? Because I feel like anyone else, she would have been out the door by now. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, we've heard throughout, throughout years there's many times there's been backstage altercations but they've ended up having to work together that you should be professional even if you know it shouldn't come out on screen like we've seen 
Goldberg and Jericho. They had backstage brawls. There's been so many. So, but when you get in front of the camera, you should be able to put it aside and work because it, it comes across, it's childish. It looks across so Bush League. So, and so, again, like it, it's Nia Jax. This isn't the first time something has happened with her. So, right. I don't, yeah, I don't really, I don't understand it. I am not a fan of, I think there's a common denominator there, but obviously. Exactly. That, that's what we look at. Now, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt here. We don't necessarily know what started it. Sure. We don't necessarily know if Charlotte, I mean, it looked like at one point Charlotte Flair was starting by uh, giving her some shoves in the face there. Yeah. But there was a nasty bump earlier from Nia Jax. So we don't necessarily know if that was the reason or whatnot. We don't know all the reasons and details yet. I'm sure that will eventually come out. But, you know, you're right. I mean, the common denominator here is Nia Jax. You know, how much leeway can someone like that get? Because of the fact that, you know, everyone, everyone that gets into that ring, everyone that's taking a bump, you know, they're literally putting their bodies on the line here. You know, and, and especially at this stage of WWE, a lot of money, a lot of money in, on, on the table there for someone like that. She's a liability. Is she not? Oh, yeah, I think so, 100%. And especially with all the crazy releases that I've seen, like, it's weird that she's still employed. I I don't wish for anybody's release, but when you see some of the talented people who've done right by the company and then you have her who's consistently had issues, it's a head-scratcher. But, you know, I hate to say nepotism or, you know, uh, favoritism towards others in the company and her relation. I just hope it doesn't go farther to a point where she seriously injures somebody and that's when they find a site to pull the plug on the Nia Jax experiments or whatever they want to try and push how many times. You think that's going to, it's going to get to that point probably, right? Because if, at this point, I mean, I think I've lost track. I, it's, it's going into the second hand right now. How many incidents yeah. there have been with her? Yeah. And, and you're, I think you're right. Unfortunately, it's going to get to the point where she severely injures someone that, they that's when they might be like okay yeah uh, naya you're done here's a pink slip your, f- your future endeavored yeah which i hope it doesn't come to that but yeah i mean and it's you know not, it's not like she's again like she's not like a charlotte or a becky where they're like the face of the women's division like naya's a good talent but honestly no one i would rather have peyton and billy k back right but no one is good enough and if you're Okay, in wrestling, if you're really hurting your opponent, if you're really hurting people, you're, then that means you're not good at what you do. Oh, of course, yeah. Right? But to, uh, to go along with this, like, no one... You can, you can be, like, the best in the world at what you do is certain things in wrestling, but if you're consistently hurting someone, that's the biggest no-no. Yes. Azriel, I think Azriel put out a post recently, what's the number one rule of wrestling, right? And I think yes. a lot of people did consistently say to protect your opponent. She's breaking the number one rule of wrestling, then. If not, yes. within the top five rules... I, one would say that has to be number one. <laughs> yeah, or at least it should be. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. But I, uh, then going forward here, I mean, like Charlotte Flair, she is definitely the top person in WWE the, in the roster. If not number one, definitely number two or three. She's up there. She's a big asset for the company. Would you, as a producer or even as like a, a WWE official, how concerned are you? Like having her continue this program? Oh, I would be very concerned. If it was me in charge, there would definitely be some action taken. Either a suspension or you send Samoa Joe, you send some of these other back down to uh, the performance center, send her back. Yeah. I'm surprised she hasn't been sent back down yet. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't really understand it. I, but yeah, I would, if it was me in that position, I would not tolerate it. 
especially when it's this. And it's happened too to notable. Shouldn't happen to anybody, but I mean, luckily for Becky, it worked in her favor because she turned right. into. But yeah, so big, big uh, Becky Charlotte Flair, huge like huge faces of the company. You're injuring. It, it's happened before. I think it, I think it happened to Sasha Banks. Well. Uh, yeah, there's been a couple. Those like the main that say, I know there's at least three or four or five. There's multiple people. And I remember there was one Charlotte Flair years ago, even with her. Like, yeah, it looked like she was almost broke Charlotte's neck. Like, yeah. it, it, there's been a lot of incidents with Nia Jax. And, you know, I have to think, I have to think like this from marketing cap, putting this on. It is interesting. WWE played it smart. They're advertising this match for a reason because it was trending all over the place on Twitter. Yes. Um, you know, people know what's going on. It looked like a shoot. It looked like a, a real moment there. There's a lot of intrigue now going on. Like, well, how is this going to play out? Kind of like with, like, you know, Matt Hardy and, and Edge. Well, how is this going to play out? Oh, what's going to happen next? Are we going to see them actually go? Or are we going to see them actually go to blows for real again? So I, from a marketing standpoint, it's very interesting. But from a wrestling standpoint, uh, you got you to gotta put the gloves on there. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, though, some more WWE news. So very interesting week, AJ, right? This is a whirlwind of emotions for NXT fans. So it comes out, Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard, they're going to be taking over NXT. Shockwaves, internet was breaking. Like, people are like, what the fuck is going on here? Why? Word is, Triple H and company, that they would still have a lot of, uh, they, they would have a lot of control there. But overall, Vince McMahon would have the final say, of course. Turns out, reported today, these are not necessarily true. That Vince McMahon and, and, and Bruce Pritchard have too much on their plate to be producing the show. They're going to have some say, apparently, on, you know, major storylines, they will have the final say of things, but they're more in control of like the marketing, yada, yada, the, the business end. Uh, hence to why we have like the logo that's very similar to AEW right now. Did social media overreact to this, you think? Or, or, or is this was there a legit reason why they're hitting the panic button? How much do you believe the report, the new report today that, and eh, no, that, that report's not originally true. Like, do you think that they pulled the back the reins a little bit because of the reaction I, I don't know. I, I'm nervous myself. I yeah, especially yeah. I knew I'm not a fan of that logo. It it feels too too poppy. It's not, it goes against like what the NXT brand stood for. It was supposed to be a grassroots, a gritty place. The the kind of alternative to WWE. First. And it's funny you said that because even with that new logo that came out, they're they're saying oh, but you know we're going to go back to the old style of NXT. The branding doesn't match. You're right. No, not at all. Yeah. And then you have, yeah, even too, like, you know, they, they would have indie rock artists or like people like Poppy do the theme. And now you're going to have Wale who's done like, <laughs> no, like, come on. It's, I, yeah, like, this is no, this is not my NXT. It's very disappointing. And especially with all the releases there too. It's like, what are you doing to our brand? Now, word in the street. You're letting is Adam Cole go, possibly. So, like, come on. Like, word on the street is that allegedly, uh, more cuts are going to be made. Some bigger names, some names that have been in NXT for quite some time. I was narrowing it down. Tommaso Ciampa definitely is probably going to be number one in that list. Uh, hopefully not Gargano. Like, you know, who knows what's going to happen next year? Vince McMahon, he's been great for a long time. You know, I, I think people, they forget what, you know, what Vince McMahon built here, you know, for so long ago to today. You know, look what Vince McMahon has done. Wrestling if you will, is what it is today because of him. 
you know, the WWE sets the bar, whether you're anti-WWE or not, it's hard to disprove. Yes, is Vince McMahon older? Yes, could he be a little bit more out of touch? Yes, should he pass it on to Triple H by now? But you look at some of the things that he's in control of. He definitely has say over a Roman Reigns storyline. He definitely has say oh, what's going on with Charlotte Flair. He definitely has say what's going on with like the major storylines or with Brock Lesnar, Becky Lynch, yada, yada. Those are, those are home runs. Those are doing well. That's why I feel like, part of me feels like, initially I was like, oh my God, it's going to suck. But if what the new report is to be said to be true, where they'll have more say on the, the final of the, of the main storylines there, Triple H and company have proven that they can stack the deck, the whole card all the way through. Can we agree on that? Yeah, I'll oh, definitely. So if Triple H and company are still, in, they still have control there. This could be an interesting dynamic. This could be an interesting balance. Because honestly, there, there's no Triple H and company, you know, in the creative room for SmackDown or Raw. Clearly, there's a big drop off between the storylines. So it makes me wonder how this dynamic is going to work in NXT and if somehow, some way that could shift over to the main roster. That's what I'm curious to see about. It's, you know, it's interesting, which because you could, I mean, you could still tell too, like Vince gives Raw all of his attention. Maybe and too SmackDown, much. I don't think he gives it as much as Raw, but at the same time too, like the examples you've given, yes, he does have say over like the major storylines, but those people too also have a lot more freedom than the mm. other card. Okay. So, like, even though it's a home, like, Roman Reigns, now he's been given the ball. He has a lot of say, too, in what he does. And what is he doesn't get scripted promos. No, he does not. So, it's half and half. Like, okay, Vince believes in him enough now. And that's when now it goes back to the 90s and 80s when there were no fucking TV writers. There were no full-page scripts. It's like, here are your bullet points. We want you to hit. We trust you. Cut a killer promo. And that's what's been, yeah, Roman and Paul Heyman have been killing it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think, so I think it's a mix of Vince realizing, because Vince, okay, Vince is still a business and marketing genius. That's why he's making millions of dollars on Peacock deals, on Fox. And now where it comes to as a business, yes, he realizes Roman Reigns is great for that position. So he realized, okay, I trust you with this freedom to take the storyline, run with it, make me some money. And that's what's not happening. So, and then when, with the other card, when we see these hokey storylines, well, that's where Vince and his writers overwrite stuff. Oh, totally, totally. But it, it seems like from from what I'm hearing, it seems like Triple H and and uh, Shawn Michaels, Road Dog, that they'll they'll be still in charge of the other storylines. It seems like they'll have say too with the, with the the bigger storylines too. But it just seems like Vince McMahon's going to have the final say. That's why I feel like NXT it's not going to be as bad as people think. I, I'm listen. I'm cautiously optimistic. I, I have my arms folded. And like I don't know, man. Like I, I hope. I, I hope I'm right. I really. Do. I'm hoping so. I'm ho- Yeah. I'm. <laughs> I'm afraid. <laughs> I, I think that obviously. I mean, the reason is, you know, the ratings been so bad with NXT. You know, it, it's been averaging around six hundred, seven hundred thousand. You know, so Vince McMahon seeing that, and it's just like, all right, something's got to change. Even the fact that with AEW changing nights, or WWE, excuse me, changing nights for NXT it still hasn't worked. So they're trying to fix it here, clearly. I mean, I think that that has to be the reason why, which is weird, though, because I feel like we're getting a lot of mixed reports here because, you know, at one point, oh, it's the third brand. No, it's developmental. But the move that they're doing right now seems like they're trying to make it a third brand again. 
Yeah, it's I, they. Yeah, it, it's it's so hot and cold what they do. Like even too, like you don't have to change so much of what you were doing with it. You know, you bring up the NXT champion to Raw, and then he loses. And you know, one of his first two nights, he loses to Jeff Hardy, which you no, know, not Jeff Hardy, of course. You know, Jeff Hardy's a legend. But you bring Karrion Cross up, you bring him without Scarlet, you bring him without his great entrance. So what? How do you expect us to look at NXT when you? kill off the champion his first week on raw should be treated as a huge deal and it's funny you know michael j putty and i we, we've talked before about you know carrying cross uh rhea ripley uh even keith lee at one point how these guys and, gir- and girl i mean they're untouchable if they get to the main roster there's no doubt that they're going to succeed that they're going to do well you know it, it's they're protected you know it's going to be okay and look at us. We, we've been proven wrong. We have egg on our face, man. We've been proven wrong three times. So, I mean, yes, I understand the frustration with, from fans with NXT because we don't trust Vince. We don't because we see what happens with NXT. People go to WWE. He fucks it up. Yeah. Or creative does. We, we don't necessarily know, but Vince does have final say. He does get the blame for this. So, I mean, like, that's why I guess there is that, that, that like, oh, my God, what's going to happen now? But maybe this is a chance for Vince to get to know the NXT talent a little bit better, to be able to maybe trust them when they go to the main roster. I don't know. It's going to be, again, going to be very interesting dynamic. A lot more people going to be looking at NXT right now with a raised eyebrow, I'm sure. But I know it's 50-50. It's either going to be a fantastic thing or this is going to be the death of NXT. I think there's really no in between here. Yeah, I agree. It's it's it is definitely interesting going to see what's going to happen. I don't know. I can't. I don't know if I'm excited or anxious, but <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, I am excited for the index wedding, so let's see what happens. Did you get the invite? I did. I did get the invite. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm going to see if I can make it down to Florida for that. I'm excited for it. Yes, I'm, I'm here for that. So we'll see what happens. With that being said about NXT, let's move on to some TV. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? It's time for this week's TV Takedown. All right, AJ. I can imagine you don't have anything for NXT, so let's just skip over that. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> what do you have for us? What is your TV Takedown? SmackDown, besides NXT in the past, is always a consistent program. Uh, I've been really enjoying it. Happy Corbin, I, <laughs> which I certainly love. I love it. <laughs> right. I was actually a little bitter today watching Happy Corbin because I Why? because I just came back from Atlantic City, right? And, and I had the hopes <laughs> going to I had like the perfect strategy planned out. I was gonna be I was gonna be happy Schwan pretty much. Uh no, that's definitely very far from the case. I'm not gonna even talk about what I lost, but see that's because you didn't follow your light. If you followed your light, oh I would have won. Move on. Okay, so Happy Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> happy Corbin is amazing. As soon as I saw the name, I'm like, this is going to be so stupid. But I'm like, wait, he might be able to pull it off. And as soon as he comes in with the rolls, I'm like, <laughs> like this is gold. He's been doing he's been doing fantastic with this new character from the broken down Corbin now to this with the, the Titans on the music, the little JBL kind of two-stepping. Oh, I, was, I, I loved it. I was here for it. And even, I hate Logan Paul, but it was a great interaction too, so. Oh. Absolutely it worked same. perfectly. They worked so well together off that. Uh, that was fantastic. And I and I hate Logan Paul. Is it safe to say this is the best version of Baron Corbin we've seen? We we've seen a lot of different variations of him, uh, but from the pretty much the homeless Baron Corbin, the, the sad, uh, the sad 
wrestler that we've been seeing for how many weeks now to this. I mean, it, it's some good storytelling right there. And it seems like Baron Corbin is really enjoying this. Oh, yeah. And he's giving him something to sink his teeth into it. So, yeah. He, and he's, yeah, he's shown his chops, uh, you know, storyline wise from the broken down Corbin. Like, he, you, you want to feel bad for him for a bit, but then he'll say something, something stupid about, like, oh, I had to give up five of my cars. And, like, oh, you're a fucking asshole, dude. Like, come on. Like, I was just feeling something for you. And so <laughs> that, but that, that's, that's the great heel. And it, it worked. It worked yeah. so well. Baron Corbin or Happy Corbin right, right now, he would never work as a face. No, he he would never. He just doesn't have the look. He doesn't have the voice. Like, you know, I don't think he's got the attitude to fit as a face. But this this is just gold. I wasn't really feeling the King Corbin. I feel like it got very stale very fast. Uh, when he first came to WWE, as Baron Corbin, he had a cool look, cool entrance, cool finisher. I think he still got one of the coolest finishers. Yes, but there's still something like off. There's something I felt like that was missing about him. There's a missing piece there. This. Uh, and then, of course, when he was the GM, I just that was just way too much, I thought, personally. But this is just great, great character work. He definitely found his niche here. Like, I'm enjoying this. Yeah, 100%. It's a great turn for me. I didn't, when he first got moved up to the main roster, I really wasn't feeling him. King Corbin, I started, I slowly warmed up to it, but like, you know, right towards the end, and the feud with, with not Nakamura and Boogs, I started feeling like, all right, he's, he's, there's something brewing here. I feel it. And then as soon as he like, he went to, you know, the homeless and the dumpsters, I'm like, okay, this is, <laughs> wow. He's, he's where, where was this guy hiding for so long? Right. Exactly. Cause he's been in the main roster for how many years now? It's, it's, been, it's been, it's been more than five years. I want to say, yeah, about five years. Yeah. Cause I'm like, that was a while ago when he won money in the bank. And, right. Yeah. It's been a while. And it took him quite a long time to, to find the, to find this moment here. But I think that's safe to say with a lot of wrestlers. Maybe going back to our talk about, you know, angsty talent uh, that's been called up, you know, maybe it does take a bit to, you know, to find your rhythm, to find out who you are in the grand scheme of things. Because, like, there's a lot of different moving pieces in WWE uh, TV. It's live. If it fails, it fails. You don't get, like, a lot of second chances. Yeah. And you just got to find your way. And I'm glad Baron Corbin found his way. But obviously, there was something there that, WWE liked with him because they've given him quite a few different chances here when a lot of it wasn't really working. Yeah. Yeah, at least at least with the crowd, at least with me, like it wasn't resonating. You how many Baron Corbin fans do you see out there? Right. Yeah. It's now, he, yeah, yeah. It's now, like, yeah, now yeah. It might he, be he had a bad run for a while, but I, he's catching on now and he's great on social media too. So he's one of the guys like he's funny enough and he's not overbearing and he's not, you know, like a trying to be a dick, you know, like Taking taking cheap shots, so he's entertaining. He's one of the few I actually do enjoy on Twitter. Him and him and Randy Orton are my favorites on Twitter. <laughs> oh yeah, I think it really comes down to, like, especially um, I'm talking now as a performer. You know, it, it's a matter of like enjoying what you do. Yes, and, and, you know, coming to like playing to your strengths to what's natural. Roman Reigns for the longest time, I mean, they were just trying to force something that he wasn't did not work whatsoever. And now you look at him. I mean, this. Chris Jericho said it time and time again, once you get the real Roman Reigns, like it's money. And he's right. Like Roman Reigns is close to him probably as possible. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure it's still amped, it's amped up by 10. But like, you know, this he's enjoying it. You can tell CM Punk back in the, on AEW, you know, he's enjoying it. He, there's a spark in his eye. He found a smile. 
Yes. <laughs> and I think the same with the same was with Happy uh, Happy Corbin. Yes, I mean the Happy gimmick, of course. But even when he was playing a depressed, uh, playing a, the, the depressed wrestler, losing everything, you know, he still he was like enjoying what he was doing. Oh yeah, oh, I you, think yeah, he's trying you through. Just the, the the commitment he gave to it. Yeah, like you could just tell, like he was enjoying doing all of that because there was so much commitment there. I have to ask you, AJ. Yeah, you have a keen eye for this stuff, do you? Do you feel like Becky Lynch, with her new, let's quote unquote, heel turn that she's doing? Because I feel like it's not fully heel yet. She's trying to be, but I feel like it's not really hitting yet. There's something off about this. Do you feel like she's enjoying it? I think it's so, and I. It's hard to say because I've been watching the programming, and I think that. I think WWE got used to the Thunderdome with piping and chants. So mm. I've been watching for the reactions. And I don't know, I don't know if they are like pumping in certain boos or certain cheers. So I think that I, I think she's like playing to the live crowd. I wish I was there to see it live. Cause she's still like she's like like even like tonight, the boos that I heard, I don't it didn't match some of the voices. Right. No, I caught that too. I was like, this doesn't sound organic. Yeah. So I think she's playing still to the live crowd. So trying to play it in between. Because mm. yeah, like she's I think she's still super over. People yeah. still love her. So it wouldn't make sense for her to turn completely 100% healed. And right not, now. not for so, nothing. They, they did this before. They tried doing this before with her against Charlotte. Yeah. Like to turn her heel and have Charlotte be the face. And, you know, Becky Lynch, when she's on the mic and when she spits her shit, she is so damn good. And it's, yeah. hard, it's hard to boo that. Yeah. And she spit some truth tonight on SmackDown about Bianca Belair. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I can't really fault her for that. I mean, like, I get it. She's really trying. I feel like she's trying too hard to, to be heel. Personally. I think it's, just, it's like, unlike, see, like with Baron Corbin, where, like, you say he speaks and he just can't be a face. He comes across as an asshole. Right. Whereas Becky, if she tries, it's just, no, it comes off as heartfelt and real. Yeah. It doesn't come off as her being, you know, a bitch. She's like, no, she's spitting truth. Right. So I think I, it would make, to me, it would make more sense, sense for Bianca to turn. I, I, I love her heel work in NXT a lot more than her face stuff. It's like, it's too, I, I don't know, to me, it's too much where, all right, we get it. It's, you're trying to live your dream, you know, great success story, but it's like too much now. It's, to me, I think, it, I think it's falling flat. So let her go back to being, you know, the clap back. You're like, ah, uh-uh, ah, you know, you haven't been here. Do shit like that. And I think it would get across a better program. That's I, my opinion. I think if, if any of us learned anything with Roman Reigns, you just have to lean into their strengths. Yes. In each wrestler, each competitor, each talent, they have their own strengths. Lean into it. And you're going to get some fucking gold. Yes. Um, Becky, she's her best when she keeps it real. Yeah. 100%. You know, not, not for nothing. I mean, when Becky Lynch was a guest on Edge's show, uh, in a segment uh, years ago, this after her heel turn or quote unquote heel turn, cutting uh, edge, cutting edge. Thank you. <laughs> Becky Lynch was talking shit to Edge, saying, I, "Basically, I don't care about your broken neck. I don't care what you went through. Like, this is this is my journey. Like you know, you're an, you're an old man. You're retired. Yeah, I'm talking shit to Edge, who people love. Yeah, and she was cheered. Yes, people loved it. It's not going to work, man. Hers heel." I agree. Yeah, I think it's a bad move to keep trying it. Like she's got to do something ridiculously bad, yeah. ridiculously bad. And I, I don't know what that is. I know this is Becky Lynch's call. I know she was inspired by watching Roman Reigns turn heel. But guess what? He was never a face to begin with. Yeah, yeah. He just never was. 
So I don't know, man. Like I, I know when Bailey turned heel, you can kind of tell she was kind of uncomfortable in that role in the very beginning. It took her some time to get into it. And I think her being paired with Sasha Banks and the work that she did with Michael Cole, I think that helped a lot. She Then you eventually saw her uh, start to see her really enjoy it and lean into it. And she's done a fantastic job. I don't know if it's too early to pull the plug on the Becky Lynch heel turn yet. I think they, they do have to give it a little bit. Hey, Madison Square Garden is a hell of a, is a, hell of a test. It's a hell of a that test. Will, yeah, that will be the test to see if a, if a garden crowd will boo the hell out of her, which I doubt will happen, or right. well, give her a thunderous applause. So we'll see what that, yeah. That'll... If she can get a hot New York crowd in Madison Square Garden, if they can get them to boo her out of the building, then obviously they're doing the right thing. Yes. And so we'll, we'll see. We shall see, but that's going to be a big test. AJ, I have to say, so my my takedown, I have a couple of things I'd like to go over. We have some time here. Going along with SmackDown, Roman Reigns, Finn Balor, that match was solid. That was, yeah, it was a really enjoyable match, yes. Oh, my God, yeah. There were a few times there where it looked like Finn Balor might actually fucking win this thing. I was yeah. like, oh, there's no way it's happening. There's no fucking way it's happening. But even with the beat down, beginning great heel work there with the Usos, oh, especially like not like Roman Reigns needs it, but they're doing a great job making sure Roman Reigns is not cheered, which you could be easily do. Like we've seen it before, when you do such a good job being heel, you eventually get turned face because the fans just love what you do. But they're doing a good job keeping that heat on Roman. How do you feel about it? We got a tease for the demon at the end there. That was interesting. Yeah, it took me a second. Right. I'm like, wait, what the hell's going on with that? I'm like, oh, all right. So right. I think it's, yeah, because I didn't like the way Finn Balor came back after the run he had at NXT as being, you know, back or throwback to like the New Japan to the Prince, and then he comes back to SmackDown. He's, yeah, back, doing the lights and stuff. I'm like, oh, like, why you do, why you, I want to see him on SmackDown being badass Finn Balor. Like, why is he doing all this, you know, hokey, hey, I love, hey like me, like me, look at this, hey. Going back to the smiling. Yeah, yeah, like, no, like, you just, like, really, like, two weeks ago, you were shitting on the whole NXT and telling them how you were the best, but better than everybody. The business watches you. And now you're going back to, hey, look, lights go on, lights go off, hey, look at me. <laughs> no, and you're right, pretty much. But this, this was a, this is a good moment for him. He looked very strong in this match. I have to say. He did. Oh, Bauer's fantastic. Yeah, that match was fantastic. They Absolutely. Said, I'm glad they kept him really strong. So they did for rematches. They did. And notice he didn't tap out. He passed out. Yes. Uh, it's a good moment there. But the, the whole demon thing. Now, demon. As we all know, undefeated. It's been a long time since we've seen the demon in WWE ring. Could the demon be the one to defeat Roman Reigns? You know, after tonight, it's possible. I really didn't think. I my guess was going to be probably next year, Biggie. That would that's that's been my thought process ever since the draft when they split up the new day. When somebody yeah, like, "What do you do?" I'm like, "Okay, the best thing to do is give Biggie a slow turn, slowly build him up." I said, "You know, give Biggie a build him up to the IC title." Give him a good run with that, then build Half a slow a run towards yeah. So now hopefully now money in the bank. Give him a very slow burn towards that, and he could be the guy that beats Roman and will side, be seen as a major star. Side note, I'm really enjoying those segments, those moments there with uh Big E and Paul Heyman. Yes. <laughs> Big E's money, yeah. So like, if they do this correctly, this and I, you know, this would be the biggest, you know, a huge Huge for Big E, huge for WWE. I think they can make up for where they lost for Kobe, where I think that was, you know, not the, they didn't give him the best run. Now, but then what happens? How does the demon figure into this, though? I mean, like, is this the moment the demon loses? 
for the first time? I mean, if it's going to happen, I mean, Roman Reigns is the not. one to do it, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, well, I have interesting what's going on here. And give, yeah, give, give Finn a little bit of a, a little bit of a run. Why not? A lot of interesting variables here, though. You you have Finn Balor teasing the demon coming back. You have Brock Lesnar coming back next week. Yes. You have Big E with the money in the bank contract. And you also had last week Edge coming for saying, I'm coming for the championship. But we all know he's going to continue that program with Seth Rollins. Yeah. Still, so you, you have three guys in this fold right now. We have Extreme Rules coming up. Lots of possibilities here, man. Lots of possibilities. I, I don't know which way they go. Do you? I mean, you're a booker. You tell me, man. Wh- wh- where do you see this being lined up? I said, like I said, I originally went for. I was going to go like I would. I would have went for the Big E slow turn, but I mean, I love Balor. So if I was given that choice and they gave him, like you know, I, I would say give Balor a run, build him up, maybe do a couple more where he gets beat, and then finally he snaps and the demon comes out, and the demon could be the guy to beat Roman. I wouldn't hate that. Does he beat him clean? Does Brock Lesnar get involved somehow? Is there a cash in that with Big E? Like again, like it's just, if you're gonna if you're gonna bring out the demon, demon has to win clean. He's got to win clean, right? He has now, to. How much and does after that tonight, hurt? I mean, he could have. How much I, does that hurt Roman Reigns though? And especially now, it's been confirmed the Rock will not be at this year's WrestleMania. It looks like it's gonna be Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar this coming WrestleMania. Uh, you know, it's just. And we're getting Brock Lesnar next week. We have a long time away before WrestleMania. Eight matches, allegedly, for his contract. What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. I'm trying to do the math. I'm trying to... I, I have the strings going along right, line the wall. I have a board up. I have post-it notes. People written all over it. I'm trying to figure it out, trying to make sense of it all. This is the one or two times. It's interesting on what's going to happen. Uh, I, would, I, would, I would try and stretch it to the... I wouldn't do Brock Roman for me. I would do it at the Royal Rumble, and I, I would have Big E and Roman at Mania and give Big E his moment. Because with Roman and Lesnar, just with Heyman alone, you have so much story to tell. Like, that could be a gold mine of months of story. Like, I love Heyman's subtlety. Even tonight, Lesnar doesn't even have to be there. The ringtone, Heyman's reactions, a little bit like, it's, Heyman is a genius. Heyman is money. And you, it, you, could play, you have so much time to play that up. And then Roman slowly, like, whose side do you want? Like, no, you don't tell. How do you know he's there? And Heyman slowly trying to backtrack. Like, oh, wait, are you in touch with him? No, I haven't spoken to him in a year. So there's so much where you can play now. Where does Heyman's loyalties lie? That's is the he, most interesting thing, yeah. in my opinion, is is the Paul Heyman factor. Yes. That's, you have so much. Oh, my. I, I, when, when Lesnar came back at SummerSlam, I was most excited for that story to see how Heyman plays and so where do they go from there? A lot of possibilities. A lot yeah. of possibilities with that alone, with the demon, with Big E. Fascinating storyline. Well done. And it's keeping my, keeping me on my toes. Because usually with wrestling, you know, especially if you've been watching it for a long time, you can kind of call your shots. You can kind of have like, uh, predictions and most likely be right. This one, I have no idea what's going on. So I, that's why I'm intrigued. And that's why it's keeping me coming back every single week. So kudos to the writers of SmackDown. Going on to AEW, though, CM Punk got physical for the first time there. Yeah, that, that was cool to see, yeah. So that was awesome to see. You know, obviously, you know, he's proven the fact that the man is a natural in the mic. He's untouchable. People love him. He still, he still has it with that. He looked great. So with that being said, though, and by the way, great seeing the GTS again. 
Yes. It's, it's cool to see that. <laughs> With that being said, though, AEW All Out, uh, by the time the show comes out, it already happened. But going into this match, you know, CM Punk's first time go, uh, going to ring, especially against someone like Darby Allen, first time wrestling in seven years. How much pressure is CM Punk facing right now? Definitely a lot of pressure, especially when he went to the UFC and didn't fare well there. Uh, I think it's a it's a huge pressure, and especially facing someone he's never worked with before, a uh, young kid, which I'm sure Punk wants to. Like we, the story so far, what we've seen, he's worked, he wants to give back, which it seems. We haven't seen him. He could, you know, I'm sure they gave him a lot of leeway. He could have worked with Jericho. He could have worked with Christian. Anybody who he's working for. We've seen him with Darby Allen. We've seen him with uh, 2.0, the former Ever Rise. So he's been involved with the only person, you know, in the ring with Sting. With Jimmy Fine. That was a cool interaction, too, this past week. That I was cool. Out for that, so. that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, there's a ton of pressure, especially being in Chicago as well. But I'm expecting a really good match. I'm expecting this to be, a, you know, that looks more like the main event than, hate to say, you know, Kenny and uh, Christian. That's Unfortunately, yeah. Do, do you think this main event's? I'm not a fan of the world title match not ending a pay-per-view, but this is, this is a money match. Like, this is, like, what everybody's going to tune into, Punk and Darby Allen. Right, exactly. What does CM Punk have to do to shut up his critics here? I, I feel like I feel like he needs to have at least a three-star match or above. Do you, do you, would you say it would be higher than that? Uh, where, where do you set the bar for this? He's definitely, and especially that day, I'm sure he's working with Darby, training hard, and I, no, I, he's not. Punk is not a guy who's going to go in there and half pass it. No, he's no, oh, in, no. I, I agree. He's not. Yeah. But, no, again, I mean, of course, you know, he when he worked with heels, the TV show, I'm sure he was training. I'm sure he was doing everything he could to get back into it. So, yeah. you know, um, I'm not too sure at what point he was filming before he came back here. And I'm sure uh, if there was that gap, he was continuing up with his training. So there's no doubt that, like, you know, he's not it's not like he's coming in fresh. And he hasn't been in a ring before. Yeah. You know, he, he, he has been training for this. But again, you know, we talk about a lot of pressure here. Seven years. You know, yeah. he's, he's acknowledging his critics. There are critics about this. There are critics about AEW even. In his hometown of Chicago, seven years in the ring to show that he's the best in the world. He wants to shut up probably Roman Reigns and his latest comments that he made. I'm sure with Booker T as well. So he's got a lot of critics to shut up here. He's a controversial figure, CM Punk. I understand the fact that, yeah, that's a lot of pressure to carry on yourself. So I wonder, like, you know, what tier, uh, what, what level of a match you'd have to have where, like, yeah, this was a fucking success. Because, you know, like, we went to, like, AJ Styles with Nakamura, WrestleMania, expecting a five-star match. You know, there were high expectations for that match. And I feel like it's kind of similar to this. And I feel like, and I hope I'm wrong with this, if it's anything less than, you know, people may, may be shitting on CM Punk. Uh, I think this will be different than Styles Nakamura because it's from what we've seen, you know, WWE, they pay, for lack of a better term, they pay more attention to their stuff and everybody, you know, they age their matches where I, it doesn't seem like AEW does much of that because as we see, like, they have more of an uh, independent style with their matches. They do, yeah. Whereas that, yeah, which for better or worse, you know, sometimes but a guy like Punk, he's like, you could see he's reinvigorated. He's not the same guy that left WWE years ago. He doesn't seem depressed. He doesn't seem bitter about the business. That was a genuine reaction when he came into uh, Rampage oh, that totally. first night. And that crowd erupted. And you could see, like, that, that's, he, 
I don't want to say he's not that good of an actor, but we've seen him in the past just look so miserable. He was genuinely touched by that reaction oh, from totally. the crowd. And he's been. So that's 50%, I think, shutting up the critics, saying, does he still have it? Oh, can he really bring that crowd? Yes, he's got people from my AEW attendance. He's sold out huge buildings for AEW. He seems happy. He's, you know, he hasn't lost it on the mic. Now it's just putting on a good match. And I, 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 he doesn't want to go in there and, you know, look, look bad. And he wants to give Darby a good match because it seems, again, like going back to what I said earlier, he wants to give back to the community, the wrestling community. So I'm sure he picked Darby to work with. He doesn't want to make him look bad either. So I'm expecting a really good match. I expect he's going to shut the critics up. I am, I am hoping it's going to meet that level of like match of the year candidate. I don't necessarily even think it matters who wins or loses here. You know, I, I think all people really want is a damn good match. And yeah. the way I see CM Punk look strong. If CM Punk loses and it's like an inside cradle or whatever, or still looks strong, you know, I, I don't think people will mind as much. I'm sure everyone wants to see CM Punk win. I'm sure, but I'm sure there's also people who want to see Darby Allen get that rub. Yeah, it's a, that's, this, it's a tough, tough way to book it. Yeah, it's definitely tough. Not the popular answer, and I usually am against this, but since it's Punk's first match in seven years, and he's been one of the most talked about figures since he left, I think Punk needs to go over. Definitely, it would be a have, it would have to be a match like tonight with Roman and Finn. Finn mm-hmm. in losing yeah. did not lose anything because it was so back and forth. And you, there were points where you, we were uh, even uh, we, we 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 know the business, and we're like, holy shit, are they going to give it a Finn tonight? What the fuck is going on here? Right. Like, what is tonight? So as if, as long as they have that kind of match where you could see Darby almost win, and it doesn't hurt him, I think that's the the, uh, the route they should go. I think for sure we're going to see a clear winner or loser. I don't think we're going to see a WWE finish where it's like a yeah, double disqualification no. or anything like that. Uh, so it, I'm very intrigued into that, uh, to that match there, man. It's going to be, whew, it's going to be so damn good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that, that, that's one, this is one of the moments that we look for in wrestling. Oh, 1,000%. And yeah. I, I'm pretty sure CM Punk will deliver. Uh, to what level of a star match we're going to see here, I don't know. I know a lot of assumptions about a five. I'm hoping for a three-plus. That, that realistically that's that's what i'm hoping for one other note that i want to talk about from impact brandy lauren someone you're very familiar with yes she's been converted to the undead joining sue young and kimberly cool creepy vignette they had going on there love brandy lauren i had the pleasure of meeting her for the very first time bcw backstage pretty cool talent there very talented in the ring big shift for her normal character work here kind of like how alexa bliss you know, doing her thing with the whole Lily and Bray Wyatt thing, kind of similar to that. Uh, I don't think it's going to be exactly that uh, from what I'm seeing. How big of an opportunity is this for her? Instead, I mean, you know, Impact is another one that's hit or miss. It's definitely a good place for her to uh, stretch her cho- uh, acting chops. And yeah, it's interesting to see. Uh, definitely a departure from everything she has done. But I'm a huge, you know, obviously I'm a huge Brandy Lauren fan. Uh, I, I saw the first couple, you know, two, three years ago when I first saw her perform live at a, uh, you know, WWN event, uh, you can immediately see, like, she has the, as we as we, we have spoken about, she has that it factor. Mm, yes, she like, does. you see star potential in her. She has, she has star quality. So this is going to, I am interested to see what she does with this and see where it goes. But I think she could definitely pull it off. And it gives another dimension to her, her character. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, this is a big risk for her, I think, because uh, she this is one of those things where, as I talked about with Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss 
this could have been a rough spot for her even as well if she didn't fully commit to it as, as she did, and she's showing her acting chops there, and I think it actually excelled her ability in the ring, even from the times we've seen her with this character. It's been fascinating to see this transformation with her, and she's been trending quite a bit. You know, at one point, you know, people were tuning to Raw for to see what Alexa Bliss is going to do next. You know, could this be the scene for Brandy Lauren? Uh, the thing is that she does have to commit fully to this type of character. Uh, we've never really seen her acting chops before, you know, to, to that capacity. Uh, it's going to be very different for her, but I'm excited to see it, man. And she's got she's got a good group of women there with her working, so she's going oh, to yeah, learn quite Kimberly's a bit. Fantastic, and Sue Young, yeah, forget it. And she's another one that's you know coming like she went from Sue Young to Susie. Where I love the Susie character. Oh, totally. That was a big departure for her as well, and she kills it with that. No pun intended, but yeah, that was a, yeah. And then Susan, and Sue, yeah. So yeah, it's been interesting to see. You know, for all the slack uh, Impact gets. They've been they've been trying different things, and you know it's been interesting. Like, like with that, I, I was into a lot of the um, the realm stuff, the undead realm that they've done with Father Mitchell, James Mitchell, and Rosemary, and the whole that whole storyline. It's been one of the interesting, more interesting parts of Impact Wrestling. So it's because it's different, yeah, you know, and, and, and we like different. You know, like we can see like you know all the cool flippy moves, all we want. You know, tune into any channel, and you're going to see that on wrestling. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you tell a compelling storyline, you show something different and out there, it's just like, whoa, wait a minute. Oh, what's this? I haven't seen this before. That looks cool. And I, I, it's, I don't think it's fair for me to compare Alexa Bliss, what she does, to what the undead are doing. It is similar in ways, but it's two different characters at the same time. That's why I'm very curious to see what happens here, um, because this is probably one of the more intriguing things that Impact has, as you talked about with the undead. Yes. You know, it look what it did for Sue Young. I mean, she's tremendously over with that character and she's got a great mind for character work and she's phenomenal in the ring yeah. so like i think brandy brandy lauren could absorb whatever knowledge sue young has and kimberly have like she's she's already had the it factor it's just going to take her to another level oh yeah I whether agree. whether she comes back to wwe or not goes to goes to AEW or excels with the impact because i feel like people are not talking about impact enough they are doing some things right now where it's elevating them but the fact they have that forbidden door open with uh, New Japan and AEW, NWA, like lots of possibilities there for, for the talent there, Impact, where they can easily transcend to any type of a role in any promotion. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's been, um, Impact needs, they need that bigger platform to try. That channel kills them, though. Yeah, that's who and I, it's like, you know, the, the whole thing with AEW kind of fizzled out. It didn't really work, you know, like, you give Kenny Omega the Impact Championship, but you don't really see too much interaction with AEW and Impact. It was just mainly a prop to get Kenny as the belt collector. But with NWA, on the flip side, we see now we saw Deanna Perrazzo. She did a great job there, and she's you know doing good, and they're putting her over there. So, you know, it's interesting to see where they go. So, but Impact always kind of gets the short end of the stick. So, hopefully, in this revolving door, they start to get a little more credit and that might be what they need they do like here's the thing i i agree with you how it kind of fizzled out with how they use kenny omega with the belt as a prop there but they still have a relationship i mean look christian cage is assigned AEW talent who is the world heavyweight champion for impact right you know so they do have that working relationship still they, they do have things planned as far as like you know different matches going on going forward we could possibly see Britt baker versus diana Perazzo. 
You know, I mean, that's something I'm sure is in the works. That's why I think it's so good for the talent. I mean, it's great for the fans. Don't get me wrong. And yes, as a fan, I like to see more impact having some wins over AEW. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but as a talent, though, this got to be really exciting because you can you can enter any of these doors here and you can have a bigger opportunity, depending on what type of, no pun intended here, depending on what type of impact you make. Yes. So no, it's definitely, yeah, if it's done correctly, it's a great time in pro wrestling right now. Like, there's so many places. Like, you have Impact, NWA, AEW, Ring of Honor, MLW slowly making their comeback. So, yeah, you know, besides WWE, you know, that's not the be-all, end-all anymore. And as long as now they're not. all working with each other, I think it's a good move for the industry as a whole. Because you can see, you know, it's not all about, oh, you know, if you get released from Raw, SmackDown, NXT. Your life isn't over. You can make money. You can get notoriety. And a lot of good things now about with those other those other companies that are not WWE, they're able to do independent dates now, which is great for them as well. Where in the past, it was very tough to get, you know, an Impact star or, you know, Ring of Honor star to appear on an ind- a local independent show, which now it's a lot more open. It's great for wrestling all around, especially indies. Yep. Uh, now that the uh, door is closed from WWE, I mean, it's a fantastic opportunity for them to get to work with, like, you know, some main level talent that are assigned to other promotions and that, that, that door is open for them. Yeah, you're right. WWE is not the end all end all be all anymore. They want to close the door to indie talent. They want to close the door and not to play with other promotions. That's on them. They're obviously going through a whole big shift over there where I think in my eyes, they're going to sell the company. You know, Lord knows what happens next, because the fact that they keep on releasing people into closing the door to to phenomenal talent like Darius Carter uh, and insert indie star here. Like, I, in my opinion, that's their loss. You know, when Brandy Lauren was cut from NXT, you know, at first I was like, oh, that sucks. But and, and I was like, really thinking about it, I was like, no, this is good for her. Like, she's going to be on her feet in one of these promotions soon enough. And yeah, here we are, Impact. Yeah. And, and it's cool to see. So great time to be a wrestler. Great time to be a wrestling talent. Um, because so many opportunities. So it, it makes it good to be a wrestling fan, as you said. But AJ, that's all I have. Going to go home thoughts. AJ, what do you have for us? You know, uh, not too You know, it's, it's been a rough week with wrestling. You know, the, the Daphne, you know, the Daphne passing definitely uh, took over a lot of stuff uh, mentally. But looking forward to All Out. Should be a good event. It's great. Well, should be an interesting event. Uh, I'll look to see what happens with CM Punk. But otherwise, I think what we just said, it's a great time for wrestling right now. It's a very interesting time for wrestling. Whatever you're a fan of, if you want to see the shakeups in WWE, you have some interesting developments happening there with SmackDown, Raw, and NXT. Otherwise, all the other companies like AEW, Ring of Honor, you know, Impact, they're all doing their own individual things. And it's interesting to see where they're going right now. And then, of course, you have the independent scene, which is booming right now. And there's so many companies not just the Northeast, like all over the United States that are doing so many great things, so many unsigned talents. My main thing I want to say, get to your local independent show, support independent wrestling. That's where you're going to see your next AEW superstar, your next MLW star, your next Impact star. There's so many, like you said, like Darius Carter, Asriel, Sean Donovan. Sean, Sean Donovan's great. You know, yeah, big fan of his. Uh, Great tag team. So Vicious Mickey. We, 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 have, we have a lot of, so many people, the ugly ducklings. Uh, you know, South Philly's finest, Riley Shepard, um, Notorious Mimi, Billy Starks, Becca. There's so much great talent. 
out there right now. So do yourselves a favor. Go see an independent show. Support independent wrestling. Buy some merch. Help us all out. But yeah, no, it's a great time. <laughs> Got to throw that in there. But yeah, no, it's a great time for wrestling. So that's that's really my final thought on, you know, wrestling right now. Well said, AJ. Well said. Fantastic time to be involved in wrestling. I am lucky enough to be involved in my small part of it as a manager, as a commentator, doing this show with doing Hollywood's Corner, interviewing the talent here. It's uh, I've always enjoyed. It. I've always enjoyed wrestling growing up. Always loved being on camera as well. That's why I'm an actor. But you know, to get the opportunity to combine these worlds and be part of it in my own little way. Love it, man. Love getting to know everyone. And it's really cool. I have to say it's a cool experience when I get to see someone that I've interacted with in the indie world, see them on TV. That's uh, happened. And I've only been here for three years. and I've seen it quite a few times. And it's just like, man, that's really fucking cool. But with that being said, guys, whoever's listening to the show, thank you for joining us for Shot of Wrestling. You can tune in every week on Mondays. The show usually airs. We talk about all things wrestling, of course. But you know, I want to leave it to you guys. Leave us some reviews. I want to hear what you guys want to hear from us. I want to hear what you guys think. I want to hear what you think, who you might want us to have on, who you may want me to interview. We'd love to hear you, all your comments. Next week, Michael J. Putty should be back. <laughs> uh, we're going to have a whole different format here. Uh, this is going to be the last show here where we do this normal format. In the meantime, you can tune in to me. You can see what I do on yourfavoriteactor.com. Work in progress right now. Some website stuff there. Going to have some more shot wrestling material on there if you will with the shows with hollywood's corner it's gonna be a cool revamp there uh, because you know i want to show my love for wrestling might as well show that side of me might as well might as well but aj pan thank you for joining on especially last minute man i actually had fun with you and i'm glad we did this over zoom here because i don't have to you know go home take an uber lose my cell phone at four o'clock in the morning <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, next time we go out, I will not say it'll be a tame night. We'll just see what happens. Let's just say we're going to get after it, and then just nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a, I never even plan some of my nights, so whatever happens, happens. But at least you've seen what a night with AJ Pan is like. Uh, no, I have. I'm I'm down for another time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We got to do it again. Yeah, it, 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 it was good. We got Putty out that night too. It was good to get him out, even though the yeah. motherfucker cropped me out of a photo once again, but. Hey, Celebi, that's Putty for you. That's why I love Putty. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Everyone, thank you for listening. Hollywood is out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>